Hello and welcome to Move the Line Prop Drop Show. Prop Drop presented by BetSwap. Want to get you over there? It's where America buys and sells sports bets. NFL playoffs are here. I'm fired up. I am joined by two of my favorite fellow prop DGens, as always. First here, Connor Allen. What is going on, my friends? Uh, not too much. You know, I've wrapped up this regular season just, you know, absolutely on fire. And I can't, I'm hoping that, that I'm keep continuing to run pure uh, into the playoffs because, I mean, like you said, I was running so hot that I was firing off Julio Jones overs. Uh, and was, you know, firing off dusty wide receiver overs. And Alex and I cashed in a big way. I mean, it happened the way we wanted it to. So. Yeah, easy dubs. Yeah. Connor had a great end of the season, uh, hit some big stuff that wasn't even on the board. So when you look at his record, uh, it was fantastic and is actually even better than that. So um, good stuff for Connor. I know he's been putting in the work and grinding. So to be able to reap the rewards is much deserved could not be more happy for him so uh again always here batting third you know try to draw the walk you know connor maybe slaps a single moves a second and third something like that and then alex here to bring us home what's going on buddy what is up ryan connor great to see you guys both i battled through last week I had my flu game, Michael Jordan's flu game. I ended up with the little mini sweep. Very happy about that. I am feeling like a thousand times better this week. I'm ready to roll. Love it. So uh, if you are hanging out with us here on YouTube, uh, we appreciate it. I don't think we have any Twitter questions, but uh, you know, jump into the chat, fire off some stuff. We're going to share three of our own. We typically like to do four in this spot, but again, it's truncated schedules with obviously just six games here for the playoffs. But um, we'll start to see more mature markets, I think, over, you know, even the coming days, some stuff that's not out yet. I think we'll start to see some some stuff that we'll want to get down on. So if you have anything that you're looking at that hasn't posted, fire it off in the chat. We will be happy to get to that. It could be non-football stuff, too. Again, we only have a few games, so uh, we might have a little time if you want to get off the board a little bit. Again, ask stuff about the bear. Uh, you know, who knows? Ask, you know, why Connor is in uh, a strange-looking motel where they probably record some some shady uh, videos or movies. Whoa, whoa, whoa. not motel. I don't. I don't say in a motel. I don't, like like I, that thing, man. I don't know. Like it's up to you. Like, I've never even. Yeah. I've never even stayed in a motel. You guys ever stayed in a motel? Can I ask what the uh, daily or nightly fee is of this hotel? Uh, yeah. I mean, so it's a Hyatt place. I mean, it's not like some like bum motel. Like New is making it seem like there's like dead people in my walls or anything. Oh, no um, one dies in a Hyatt. Like, I mean, not not in Bloomington, Indiana. I mean, there's more likely to be like you know heroin in these walls than like anyone dead. Uh, I mean, maybe dead from heroin, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the nightly fee. I mean, it's like normally like eighty to ninety. I think we negotiated down to like seventy because it's uh, over long term stay. So, have you tried the continental breakfast? I know last week you hadn't yet, but it's yeah, been what are the weeks like? since then? Yeah, have any opportunities arisen? I know you typically go to Dunkin'. You get the morning. Yeah, no, I had, I, had a, I had a banana the other day. Um, the breakfast is, I mean, good for continental breakfast. It actually used to not be free. Um, but because mm. they wanted to have people stay at their hotel, Hyatt started saying, you know, we should offer free breakfast. Because there's nothing screams COVID-friendly like a nice buffet, you know, yeah. in front of you. So, well, What's the juice menu? Like, are we just orange? Or, like, do we get into the cranberries? Um yeah. Yeah, yeah, little, yeah. There's, there's both. There's both. Do they come okay. in those little like yogurt containers? <laughs> <laughs> this is important, you know. Like, so you know, ninety dollars in Indiana 
that's that goes a long way chicago rate yeah that's you're looking at like you know two and a quarter a night this is this is luxurious that probably is a really nice place yeah yeah i mean i got i'm in my office right now and you got my my bedroom over there so you know it's it's like Mm. you know nice studio (laughs) i have stayed in a motel i um I had a friend back east getting married, and I wasn't sure that I was going, and I kind of went back last minute, and I was in Portland, Maine. There was not a lot of stuff that you would like to stay at available at that point and found what was readily available, and it was worse than I thought it would be. Uh, but again, it was like a 36-hour excursion, did not spend a lot of time in the room, but it was uh, it was not a place that you'd want to bring your family or anyone really other than yourself so yeah uh it looks like you're you're above that connor so strut your stuff buddy so thank you guys want to remind everyone we are going to continue with two shows a week here at move the line through the super bowl we will do our wednesday game by game breakdowns and then here uh with the prop drop all the way through because uh props are more fun they're even more fun than betting sides and totals let's be honest i mean this is better uh and again you guys get involved here in the chat and we love that uh, quite a bit so again don't forget to fire off uh, we will go through and uh, share like I said we got three each here so uh, you can hit up in the show notes too I think I believe what's today uh, the 15th of January starts our new annual subscription for four for four you want to get a betting sub for all of next NFL season including everything that happens between now and then golf NBA we have other sports that are going to be coming between now and then too. Uh, get involved again, hit the show notes four for four.com slash plans. You can find out that information again. If you're watching live on Friday, I would wait. Um, uh, we want you to get involved, but I would wait until you can get that free one. The truncated one, $44 is going to take you through the end of February, which is great. Uh, we'd love to have you on board, but wait a little bit, get a, you know, take advantage of that one. That's going to get you all the way through all of next season, this time next year. So uh, that's coming very, very shortly. Again, 444.com slash plans in the show notes. Connor, kick us off. Playoff time, brother. Football matters here in a big, big way. We have six really exciting games. I really don't think we have a snoozer on the slate. Five of the six rematches, which I think is very interesting. Uh, But let's get into the props. What's your first one? Yeah, so my first one is uh, Juwan Jennings under uh, 29.5 yards. Uh, I think that this is... Uh, a little bit of an overreaction, actually, to last week. Uh, I mean, he's gone over this number in just, I believe, two of 16 games this season. Now you have healthy Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle. Um, and not to mention, I really think that we're going to be looking at uh, the Cowboys and, or the Niners here really going run heavy, kind of exploiting the Cowboys' defense. Their run defense is not nearly as good as their pass defense, according to you know uh, EPA. So I think that um, in this spot here, you're looking at probably a low-volume passing attack from the Niners, and you're looking at the Jennings being like the, I mean, fourth, fifth option, you know, on that that team. So at 30 yards, not to mention too, like, you know, a lot of, a lot of his routes are in the slot. So, you know, it's not like he's getting like high A-dot targets or not like running super far downfield. So even if he catches two to three passes, like it's probably going to put him around like 20, 25 yards. So like he not only has to do that, he's probably has to catch like four or five. Uh, and so for me in, in that, if that happens, I mean – Good for him, but I really just don't see that happening here. So I like the under 29 and a half. I'd play it down to probably like 26 and a half. Yeah, he's been heavily involved from a snap standpoint. But, yeah, you made some uh, some good points there. I cannot wait to watch that football game. So um, I get that one. I gave it a long look, and then I saw you play it. So I'm going to have to do a little more digging and then uh, probably make that play. Because, again, these are the markets that I think are 
some of the interesting ones here in the playoff season because you know books want to post some just random guys that not that you know Jennings again has been a prominent role in the offense of late, but again this is probably a run first offense and a good spot to to fade some of the recency bias. Uh, my favorites play here of the week. My first one is Dak Prescott over 36 and a half pass attempts. This is available on FanDuel. This spiked, I think, yesterday when we hit it. Uh, it's still actually up to 38 and a half in some spots. I think there are even some 37s out there. But as of uh, a little bit ago, this is still 36 and a half at FanDuel. I think 36 and a half at points bet as well. Uh, the <clears throat> excuse me, the 49ers have a terrific run defense, one that we want to avoid. And uh, we've kind of seen this early in the season when in that week one game where the Cowboys went into Tampa Bay and just completely abandoned the run. We saw 58 pass attempts in that game from Dak. Uh, and I think that Kellen Moore is sharp enough to have a game, you know, game plan specific for the defense. So running into this Niners defense, which is top two in both success rates and EPA on the season, we got two guys, DJ Jones and Eric Armstead, that rank top five in run stuff win rate on the year. Uh, Nick Bosa is obviously prominent in that defensive line too. I think you see a lot of pass attempts in this game. I think it's close. Uh, I think that the Niners are very, very much alive to win here. And we've seen this. Even if you kind of erase the Week 18 game where we didn't see a full a lot of snaps from Dak, he's passed this in 9 of 10 games. So over 36 and a half attempts from Dak is one of my favorite plays here in a long time. Like this one quite a bit. I know Connor got down on it too. All right, Alex. Uh, next for you. What's yeah, I've got a play that uh, correlates a little bit with that. That I'm going to uh, pivot to. Um, just go out of order instead, and that is uh, Zeke under 69 and a half rushing and receiving yards. This is widely available on pretty much every single book at this number. Uh, yeah, I was a bit surprised this number came in. So high. Um, he's only cleared this in two of his last seven games. Ryan mentioned the strength of the 49ers defense is their run defense. They are very, very good in that phase. Uh, second in rushing DVOA. A lot of the advanced metrics uh, very rank very highly there as well. Uh, they also have allowed the eighth fewest receiving yards to opposing running backs. They're very stingy in that court in that category as well. Uh, Zeke has just looked ineffective to me, guys. Whether it's like a he's lost a step or the injuries are catching up, I just haven't been very impressed. I know a lot of the advanced stuff really likes Tony Pollard a lot more. I think he's definitely the more explosive option at this point. I think a lot of Zeke's touches are a result of his name or contract, what have you. I do think. Tony Pollard is the more effective back at this stage. But, yeah, I just have not been overly impressed with Zeke. I think this number is a bit high. I do agree with you, Ryan, completely that the the Cowboys are going to have to air the ball out in this game to win. That's going to be the path of least resistance. I just don't see Zeke uh, being kind of a big focal point in their game plan. So, yeah, I really like fading Zeke under 69.5 rushing and receiving yards. Yeah, I like that quite a bit. Uh, good job highlighting the details there. It, like I said, correlates very strongly with uh, a DAC over here. So, uh, Connor, what is your second one? Yeah, no, I, I like that Zeke one as well. Uh, my, my second one here is uh, Dawson Knox under on uh, – right now it's 32.5 receiving yards, minus 125 at DraftKings. Um, I mean, this is – he so far has 11 and 14 receiving yards in two games against the Patriots this year. Um, not to mention the Patriots are 
uh, number one in DVO against the tight ends. And if you look at the yards allowed to opposing tight ends this year, the Patriots have allowed four, just 440 receiving yards to opposing tight ends all season long, which in a whatever 18, 17-game season is pretty stellar. The next closest team allowed uh, like 611. So, I mean, it's not only were they the best, they were the best by a pretty wide margin in terms of yards allowed to the position. So I think we kind of have the, the history there. We have you know, that kind of uh, background in terms of like their overall metrics on the season. And then also this, this game probably going to feature, you know, single digit temperatures around five degrees. Uh, I don't think that it impacts the game too, too much, but I do think that it probably makes the Patriots at least skew a little bit run heavier. Um, and I think that it could for look, could make the bills want to skew a little bit run heavier as well, or just kind of cause a little bit more havoc, uh, unnecessary havoc to the passing games on both sides. So uh, I think that we're going to see kind of a little bit more of a run heavy approach from both teams and a little bit less passing success. So I think that anything above 30, I'm into the under on Dawson Knox. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Yeah. The, I mean, it's crazy how much better they are than literally everyone else uh, against tight ends. So like, again, some of that stuff could be a little noisy, but we have 18 game sample at this point. And that's, uh, that's again, and these two teams have met twice. Like, you know, and Knox has really done nothing in his career against the Patriots too. We do have an important question though. Um, is there a quarter slot on the bed, Connor? Um, that's how we need to know the level of motel that we're dealing with here. <laughs> a great question from chill. Um, oh, does man. the bed vibrate with quarters? Um, at least not that I've seen. I mean, if, if that's a feature on there somewhere, I might have to ask the front desk. I mean, that could be, yeah. a, you know, interesting, interesting go. Have a good night tonight. You never, you never know. <laughs> call, call down, ask, um, <laughs> have them come up and show you how it works just to make sure. And yeah, you never know. It's good. Great question. Great question. Uh, my next one, Zach Ertz over five and a half receptions. It's plus 110 over on DraftKings. Uh, Ertz is dusty. We know this. This is why we're looking at a volume metric uh, like receptions versus yards here. But uh, Hopkins ruled out again. So since he's been down, since week 12, Ertz has run a route on no fewer than 89% of the team's dropbacks. He's caught at least six balls in each of those games. He's averaging nearly 11 targets per game over this time frame. And now we have a really nice matchup against a Rams defense that is decimated at the safety position, their defensive captain and green dot single caller, the guy who calls the plays defensively, Jordan Fuller, heard in week 18, he is out for the playoffs. Their other starting safety, Taylor Rapp, is I think trending towards playing, uh, stuck in the concussion protocol a little bit, so we haven't seen the status there officially. But they've unretired Eric Weddle to come in and play safety snaps for them. And I know guarding Zach Ertz theoretically isn't a massive ask, but again, the volume has been there like nonstop here. So again, I think we have a really nice volume game. We're getting plus money on Ertz at five and a half. A number he has topped every week with Hopkins out. So I like this one quite a bit. Widely available uh, at plus money. DraftKings offering the highest number for us to take advantage of. Yeah, I, I think I I tailed this as well, didn't I? I'm pretty yep. sure I, I hugged in our Discord and you know I, I'm I'm on that. I think that's a good spot. Yeah, we talked about it on uh, Wednesday show. I think, yeah, it's just a nice number. We were thinking we'd probably get five and a half, but I thought maybe we'd get standard juice. So to get plus money is nice. So uh, Alex, number two, my friend. Connor looks quite a bit like Eric Weddle, too, I want to point out. So. <laughs> do I? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of bad. Every yeah. week we get a new dude who Connor looks like. <laughs> because I'm not. He's like uh, basic bitch. What is wrong with looking yeah. like Eric Weddle, Connor? I mean, Eric He's Weddle's a like young man. 13 years older than me. 
<laughs> well, you guys you know, have some similar yeah, but, features. Yeah, but, but good-looking guy. I'll take that for sure. Very good-looking right. guy. All pro safety. Guy. I like, thought it was a reach, to be honest. So, Ring yeah, of Honor could be in the Hall yeah, of Fame one day. I'm like Definitely that's... out-kicking you know, whatever uh, anyone else thinks about me. So There you go. So, yeah, I, I'm going back to a play that if you guys have been uh, tailing my action this season, this is one of my personal favorite plays. I love this one. This may be the week for it, too, like my favorite week to actually play this play, and that is Leonard Fournette under five and a half receptions. Uh, Yeah, he is questionable at best, and that may be a very generous questionable um, to play, but it seems very likely that Tampa Bay is going to force him to suit up with a very emphasis, very uh, iffy hamstring. Uh, having a bum hamstring is just not a recipe for lasting the duration of a game and also handling a big, heavy workload. Uh, due to the injuries in Tampa Bay's backfield, they need him. I do not think he'd be playing if this was a regular season game or even close to suiting up, but no Ronald Jones. Uh, yeah, the, the Bucks sorely need Leonard Fournette. Um, even if he is fully healthy, this is just a huge ask. Six receptions. He's only caught six passes in six of 14 games that he's appeared in this season. Uh, I just think this is a great spot to fade him. I just don't think the Bucks can afford, with their lack of depth, that running back to pepper him with targets like they have in the past. Also, if you look at when he got hurt, he came into a game with a bum hamstring, Tom Brady like threw 10 targets at him on the first drive. He re-injured his hamstring, and then that is why he missed the past three weeks. So I just don't see many scenarios where he is going to get, you know, 14-plus carries, which seems likely considering if you look at the the depth at running back for Tampa Bay, coupled with like – you know, the eight to 10 targets that this would require, in my opinion, I just don't think it's, I think it's just a recipe to get this guy hurt again. There are so many ways, in my opinion, that this go under, and that even starts with him lasting the whole game, getting a solid amount of targets and having four or five catches. So I just think this is an excellent spot to fade Leonard Fournette under five and a half catches. I think this should have opened at four and a half for sure. Yeah. I've been looking at this actually all week. Uh, our One of our guys over 4 for 4 played under 100.5 combined rushing and receiving yards for Fournette, um, which, as you mentioned, I mean, that just seems aggressive. That's down to 95. Uh, I just played it as you were talking about it, something that I've been meaning to do. Uh, I still like it there. I mean, that's just like he has to break a long gain. Like that's like the line is set basically like he's 100%. Uh, totally. And the Eagles are stout too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like beyond that, they're also like – I mean – they're big enough favorites where the game could get out of hand. You know, maybe they don't jam Lenny. I mean, also, like, I think uh, – I don't know. What's Geo's status? I thought he was supposed to come back. Is he, like – I think in? he's playing. I think he's so playing. That, I mean, you know, I don't know what his role is, but, you know, he might be used more in the passing game as well instead of, like, Lenny, if, especially if they're kind of trying to ease him back in a little bit. So, um, yeah, I like both those plays a lot. I think the reception one right now, minus 135 on DK is probably the best line. It's what I'm seeing. Uh, I like that a lot. Yeah, good look for sure. All right, we each got one more left. Again, remember, this is your time to get some questions in the chats. We will, again, do our best to answer and address all of them. Uh, first, I'll start with Alfred. This is a you know, really tough scene. Uh, I don't know if it's a tough scene for me or a tough scene for Alfred. Um, someone please teach Ryan anything about marketing. Alfred, I recently left a marketing job that I worked at for <laughs> six years to do this full time. So very ironic. Um 
I appreciate it. I um, looking down a little bit. I believe this is in reference to our changing rolling subscription. Alfred, if I had control over that, uh, again, Connor knows. Connor and I have been banging the drum for this for months. We are uh, working currently at what was a just fantasy football site for roughly 20 years. We came along and brought a betting subscription that also rolled into other sports. So the old antiquated system in which subscriptions are done kind of runs around the football season. So again, the $44 one that you or anyone else had bought recently, uh, it is labeled there that it is good until February 28th. That takes you through the end of football season. That will, again, get you the rest of the golf and uh, NBA up until that point. And then our new annual subscription starts shortly thereafter. We have pushed for this, which is why it's coming out sooner than early March, uh, because we want to keep you all here and continue to do fun stuff. Uh, So it is outside of our control. I appreciate your feedback. Again, hit us up. We obviously want to do right by our customers, which is why I advised if you are considering buying a subscription today to hold off and not do so, which that could be considered. Yeah. Wait till tomorrow. Um, You you know, that could be called dumb marketing perhaps from telling you not to to subscribe to our sites, but I'm trying to do right by everyone by making sure that they maximize their subscription. So again, we want to be transparent again is outside of our control, but we are working on changing that to get a rolling annual sub available for you in short order. In the meantime, this is the best we can do. Uh, And again, if you feel that we did you wrong in any way, reach out. We definitely don't want to do that. We'll take care of you. Uh, so we'll go from there. So uh, before we move on to our last one, I want to tell you a little bit about our sponsor here, PropSwap. Uh, great opportunity here around futures. Connor and I spent a lot of time on Wednesday in our game-by-game breakdown talking about uh, being bullish on the Bengals. And the Bengals were available early in the preseason, 75, 80-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. And now they're down to 18. But you can go over to PropSwap. If you head over to PropSwap.com, use our promo code 4 for 4 uh, and deposit $500, they are going to match that. Uh, you also get a free T-shirt if you hit us up as well. Send us uh, a receipt of you signing up. But again, if you want to buy a Bengals ticket at, say, 70 to 1, you go over to PropSwap.com and you can buy that someone who's looking to buy out of it. Uh, there are lots of opportunities to get futures in the marketplace, in the NFL, college hoops, lots of great stuff. Uh, so definitely want to check that out. It has some great futures like uh, looking at the best value, new hot sales, because things are getting added to the marketplace all the time. Lots of different ways that you can kind of turn into a uh, rewards loyalty member, get some bonus cash. It's really exciting. Again, legal. Uh, again, PropSwap.com. I know Connor is pretty excited to get started. Yeah. No, I think this is it's uh, pretty cool <laughs> here. Uh, no, you're muted. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I was like, I was trying to scramble to unmute myself there. Um <laughs> um but yeah i mean right now you're able to find some some Bengals tickets you know basically above market so that's i think that that's a good look uh you know obviously you want to be able to kind of beat the market either way if you're looking to buy tickets uh i would say just check props out before betting on anything because you can get you could buy a ticket for something you you might be better off than doing that than betting on it so i think it's pretty cool yeah check it out if you have questions you want to explore uh hit us up let us know we will definitely uh, help walk you through it. pretty cool uh, new venture and uh, excited to find different ways. Like you said, you know, we talked a lot recently about how to sell tickets if you want to get out of a future, but uh, you know, the Bengals are someone in particular that we're bullish on, you know, they can win this week. There's an opportunity that they go into Tennessee and all of a sudden they're in the AFC championship game. And there are some 70 to one Bengals tickets out there in the marketplace, which would look pretty, pretty nice. So 
uh, check that out. Um, all right, last bets. Uh, Connor, what is your uh, third prop? All right, my third one. I'm going back to the well here. This is my only loser of last week. Uh, Zay Jones, I'm taking under four and a half receptions right now, minus 140 at Caesars, uh, minus 150 to minus 160 everywhere else. Um, so with Darren Waller returning last week, it took until overtime for Zay to catch more than three and a half passes last week. Uh, this was despite Waller returning right off of an injury and playing only 78% of the snaps, a number that is actually his season low uh, in games that he's played and finished or started and finished. Now they draw the Bengals. The last time that these teams played, the Raiders attacked the middle of the field with Waller a little bit with, uh, you know, Hunter Renfro and the outside weapons like, you know, Zay Jones and, you know, Edwards combined for two targets. Uh, and while Zay has seen a bigger role, but I mean, you're probably looking at, you know, three to four targets here, I think. Um, with So with Waller, I think, you know, getting healthier, kind of taking another step forward. Um, and like Derek Carr, probably not throwing as much as he did last game. Combined with you know Hunter Renfro probably not probably not being a non-factor again, and then attacking the middle of the field. I think this just seems like a good spot here uh, to you know kind of um, kind of get get down on the under here. So I think that four and a half uh, is is a great look. I mean, five receptions, all things considered, I think is a lot for a guy uh, in this spot here. Good call. Like it a bit. Like it quite a bit. Uh, I think he is. That's just way too many for a dude that's. Uh, that, that volatile. I know that the routes run numbers have been up, but uh, that is, that's, that's Zay Jones. I mean, I, I can't believe it's four and a half. I mean, three and a half, I understand, but I understand why it's getting the juice and don't mind attacking that. Um, next one for me, Kyler Murray, over 35 and a half rushing yards, uh, minus 115 on points bets. I think this is out there at 37 and a half at a few spots too. And I'm fine with that. I'd probably play it comfortably uh, anywhere up until 40 or so. And actually I, I had mentioned something in some written work earlier today. And uh, our director of DFS, TJ Hernandez did a little bit of digging around some narratives that uh, Connor and I have discussed in kind of markets we've tapped into the last few years around quarterbacks with rushing ability in big games or in playoffs in particular, running a little bit more. And TJ did some digging and there have been, uh, 28 instances since 2000 where quarterbacks rushing average 30 per game. And in those instances, when they make the playoffs on average, those guys are rushing six more yards per game. So there is something to that uh, in the data that backs it up. And the Kyler number is a little soft. So when we look at how the Rams have defended running quarterbacks this year, they really haven't seen many outside of Murray, uh, just Tyler Huntley a couple weeks ago. He ran for 54 yards in week 17. Uh, Murray ran for 39 in the first meeting and then seven for 61 in the second. Um, so we saw in week 16 and 17 when the Cardinals were really trying to lock up playoff spot and seating. Again, that kind of fits the narrative of big game, right? They're going all out. Um, we saw the highest rate of design runs for Kyler all season long. So again, this feels like a normal season long number that we would see for Kyler. And I think that this is a little too light. I like it all the way up to 40. And uh, kind of piggybacking another play is Connor and I are both on uh, Patrick Mahomes as well. Uh, over 18 and a half rushing yards uh, that's available on DraftKings. He has averaged 31 rushing yards per game in the last seven playoff games. That includes the game against the Bills. I'm sorry, against the Browns when he had a, like a toe injury and didn't run basically at all. So like, we've had some pretty solid 
Mahomes rushing outputs of late in the playoffs. So again, for all the flaws of the Steelers, they still have a decent pass rush. So that's kind of a combined play that Connor and I are both in kind of fit together with just these quarterbacks uh, spiking as far as running quarterbacks here in the playoffs. So like those both quite a bit. Uh, and I think actually I beat you to the sheet, Alex. You wanted to get on the Kyler stuff too. Yeah, yeah, I like it quite a bit. I totally subscribe to the theory as well. I mean, you just laid it out as far as uh, what TJ um, found in that quarterbacks tend to run more in these uh, mobile quarterbacks tend to uh, kind of rely on their legs more in big games in the playoffs. I've kind of noticed that organically just with my own eye and I've always felt that was the case. So it's nice to actually have some data to accompany that theory because, yeah, I've always felt that way. And that is something that I have been um, looking at. And, yeah, I was totally going to actually make this a play. Uh, I'm also on Josh Allen's rushing attempts. I gave that out on a different streaming appearance earlier. I do have a column coming out tomorrow where I'll be looking at some quarterback rushing stuff as well. So, yeah, I do like it quite a bit, Ryan. That brings me to my third and final play. This is Brashard Perryman over 35 and a half receiving yards. This opened really big. I know some other smart groups were on this. It has come down quite a bit. I think it opened like at 44 and a half. It's down almost 10 yards. I just had to bite at this number. Uh, He's had at least 41 receiving yards the last three weeks. He's coming off a six target, five catch, 44 yard performance last week versus the Panthers. I really made an emphasis to get him involved. Um, He's going to be obviously filling in as a starter with all the injuries in Tampa Bay. I talked a lot how I don't know if Fortnite's going to last this whole game. We know Chris Godwin's not there, no AB. So he's going to have a significant role on this team. And and if they're going to make a deep playoff run or postseason run, he's going to be on the field a ton. I've actually always been impressed with Rashard Perryman. Anytime he's played big snaps, he's had some huge games in his career. Uh, Eagles are 26 in passing DVOA. I do think a lot of the attention is obviously going to go towards stopping um, Gronk, stopping Mike Evans on the outside. I do think Perriman is uh, in a spot where 35 yards and the amount of targets he's likely to receive. This is a good number for him. And yeah, I just, uh, I buy in at this number. So I like Brashard Perriman over 35 and a half receiving yards. I like it. We've done that sometimes too. We let another group steam aside of it and then <clears throat> it may take some buyback when it gets to a certain point and gets a little too far. So yeah, it makes, uh, makes quite a bit of sense. So let us get to some of your questions here. Um, Alex, people, they want to see your cat. Uh, do we have any? We have any cats? Yeah, you can right now. Within grabbing reach. I can look at uh, this. Uh, let me see how to do this. All right, there. If there I we go. Out of the way. We got a cat appearance. That is Goose. That's my favorite cat. He's a uh, twenty-four pound uh, seal point Siamese. Unfortunately, he's not stretched out, so you can't see just how incredibly beautiful and big he is. But. Uh, that is Goose. He's awesome. He's huge. He's like having a small panther or like a, <laughs> a mountain lion in your house. His nails are literally like talons. They're like this big. And another interesting fact about Goose is when I got him neutered, I took him to the vet. And I'm sure everyone knows what that uh, procedure entails. The vet told me. Actually, no. Goose... Could you go? Can we do 10 minutes on that? <laughs> We're we a little t- light on time. So let's the vet told me that time. Goose had the largest set of testicles that they had ever seen. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I wanted to keep them. I wanted to jar them and oh keep them in my house. God. My wife was yeah. like, no, 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 no. But uh, Goose. <laughs> 
would mount the world if he could. And uh, that is, if you knew him, it would make sense because he is just a, a little alpha, alpha cat. So I think that's like that. That has to be like your icebreaker when you meet anyone new. Like, like my cat has the biggest testicles in the world. They would like drag almost to the floor. They were gigantic, <laughs> man. I'm telling you, was, I, I have pictures of them. Uh, your Twitter they were gigantic. Bio. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Is he Dothraki? Like, what's his story? <laughs> <laughs> oh my Amazing. gosh. Sal, I don't know, buddy. Like that's 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 a layup, my friend. Like that is right there for you. So uh, I don't know. It might be after dark, you know, Twitter after dark, but uh, you know, the website's free. Thanks. We're doing a prop drop show after dark, yeah. <laughs> live from the garden. So good, uh, Alfred. I might have turned Alfred. Ryan might actually be a marketing genius. How much for a lifetime subscription, Alfred? Thank you. But again, for real, we're we're not trying to <laughs> dupe. We're not trying to uh, bait anyone into a uh, you know a subscription for extra money. It's not uh, it's not representative of us as people, as our brand, as a company. Is not who we are. We want to do right by by you. So again, uh, if we can make that up to you, find a way to take care of it and get you onto the the yearly sub, we can figure that out. So I think I've spent a good like maybe ten to fifteen minutes on every single meeting we have saying we need to do this. 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 So it's like, you know, all this stuff. And then he's like, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. So, you know, it's getting there, but yeah. So we'll yeah. take care of you guys. Don't Some of it is the tech stuff. That's, that's beyond, you know, it's like all the tech stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've also been having a blast in the discord. I know that's slightly off topic, but uh, as we do talk about the four for four subscription, I did want to point out how much fun the discord is. I am still reeling a little bit from the emoji <laughs> that I received from baby Cavs, AKA Dan baby Cavs. <laughs> he gave me a clown emoji. I'm still upset about it. I'm not sure if we're on speaking terms yet, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I'm about to fire this Leonard for prop in there actually right now. And I'm tagging you in it. So there you go. Love it. Boom. I just got an alert. See, that's how in sync we are. Gail, trying to make some Sorry. good bets, homies. Same, Gail. Trying to make some of those good bets too, buddy. Uh, hopefully, we can do this all together. Um, Dan, reminding, yeah. Uh, so, NFL draft is coming up. Um, we did. I know at that time last year it was you know um, dipping my toes in uh, different waters, not to be named, but I am. Uh, uh, we had a really good draft season uh, as a as a group, Connor and I. Uh, had a very profitable, profitable uh, NFL draft season, getting limited by some books, which is indicative of uh, the success that you're having. It was a, a very profitable venture, and we will do so again. We will have some move the line pre-draft content, both from uh, you know a player evaluation and analysis standpoint, with some people that you know maybe spend a little bit more time, full year trying to get into some of that, and then we'll definitely get into the betting markets as those start to form too, because it is one of our favorite things. I know drafts in general. Or really just kind of information markets and those are things we want to take advantage of and uh can beat books there in a big big way so yeah don't forget about the draft we will be definitely firing that uh up here in the coming months i love betting the draft as well oh it's the best can always uh chill wants to know is anyone like rushing yards on josh allen i'm guessing over under 47 and a half minus 115 on DraftKings. i fired at this i like this quite a bit 
Um, it gets some actually data points on it for you too. There are a few instances similar to the Mahomes thing where we're looking at with the Kyler Murray, where we're looking at big games. And if you look at the games against New England and really kind of the other big games on the slate for the Bills this season, uh, at Kansas City early in the season, and then they were at Tampa Bay, uh, Josh Allen had no fewer than 11 carries in those games uh, and his highest design run rates of the year in those spots. So that kind of scenario of, of big game, and I think Josh Allen becomes a big part of the uh, the run game here too. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, I, I love this. I also, like I mentioned, I called uh, his rushing attempts on another prop, and obviously these correlate very closely to each other. Uh, yeah, uh, just to piggyback on what you said, Ryan, his production has seen an uptick. He's averaged 9.6 rushes per game since week 14. That is up from 6.25 carries from weeks uh, through weeks one through 113. Obviously, uh, the games get more important as the season progresses. That totally fits that narrative 100%. So, yeah, I, I totally anticipate especially in these Arctic temperatures where it's going to be difficult to throw the ball, in my opinion, uh, kind of pretty much every box is being checked uh, for Josh Allen. Look at their previous matchup as well in week 16. I believe he had 14 rushing attempts in that game as well. So, yeah, this is a spot that I've had circled uh, long before any props were released. And, uh, yeah, I like this a ton as well. Probably one of my favorite my favorite play from this particular game for sure. Yeah, I like it, uh, I like it quite a bit. Uh, Kelsey, hanging out. I uh, heard that Jamar Chase is going to get less than five and a half total receptions. Sounds like that's maybe a uh, proppy play elsewhere. That is a proppy play elsewhere. Shout out to Kelsey. She is awesome. But yeah, I uh, did call out uh, Jamar Chase under five and a half receptions on a, a different stream appearance. Uh, real quickly, I, I do think that uh, just th- that's a big ask for Jamar with his A dot as deep as it is. This is his role in the offense. He's running a lot of his routes deep down the field. That doesn't typically mix with uh, a lot of volume. He's also only caught six passes, I believe, two times in the past seven weeks as well. Uh, the Raiders also are very good, actually, at limiting uh, big plays down the field, splash plays. They've allowed the third fewest 15-plus yard completions this season so i do think it is a tough matchup in addition to a big ask of jamar chase surprisingly the raiders fifth lowest explosive pass rate in the league um so again the reception number here is a volume stat more so than yards but again just with the way they play that cover three it does limit some of the stuff in the Bengals passing game so yeah i can get behind that uh good good looking out there uh hef shout out to hef uh with trent williams back for San Francisco that will open up Kittle to not have to chip and get more action in the passing game, which does make a lot of sense and uh, correlates well with Connor's play on the Jennings under, right? So thought process being Kittle can get into pass routes faster, run more routes, uh, kind of limiting Jennings, who's kind of made some of his his mark here underneath, and that makes a lot of sense. And uh, again, is another check mark as to why that play for Connor is a really good look. Uh, any green thumb tips? from Alex's guarding from uh, DD. Uh, again, uh, tough times out there in Portland. And he, it's a little cold, but how are we navigating this? Soil. It's all about the soil. soil like everybody okay. talks about, you know, like the different little tricks they have. You want to invest in really good soil. Okay. Yeah. What about the lighting? I heard the lighting is key. Uh, it, it depends on if you're, you know, indoors. It depends on if you're outdoors for part of the year and indoors for another part of the year. It just really depends on kind of what you're doing. In Oregon, they allow you to be outdoors 
Mm. So you don't have to, you know, go to the same lengths that some people do in other states where it's, uh, you know, Illinois, you have to put it in your closet, you know? Yeah, you don't have to put it in your closet and invest in lighting. So it's just a lot easier, more cost effective just being outdoor. Plus, the climate is pretty conducive. It's not quite Northern California conducive, but it's pretty conducive uh, to things just growing uh, really well. So. Just depends on where you are. If you're in a place where you don't have access to, you know, particularly fertile soil and like the right type of climate and temperature, then you have to go inside. But a place like Oregon, you're you can go outside. Green is the thumbs, probably. We really, really appreciate it. So <laughs> this is the stuff you can't get this elsewhere. You can. Yeah. You can't get pets and <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, looking at uh, how do we feel about kicking points in the Bills-Pats game? Uh, bound to be weird and affected by weather. Both Falk and Bass at six and a half. I'm missing those are six and a half feet, uh, combined points. I'm not sure. No, no, no. I think it's six and a half points each. Like they're saying they're like six okay. and a half points. Oh, uh, they're both at six. Okay. They're both at six yeah. and a half total points. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, this is not necessarily a market that we dabble in very much, other than like kickers getting crossed off uh, in pregame warmups. We try, you know, take advantage of that. That worked out really well for us in the Panthers Bills game earlier this season. But uh, I, I can connect the dots to the thought process. Either of you have a, a take here? I personally don't uh, spend a lot of time with kickers either. I have nothing against it or anything. <laughs> just uh, not something that uh, I've particularly found a big edge looking at. I'm like you, I just kind of look at if like there's like some really bad inclement weather, I might like to like fade the longest field goal if there's like high wind or something like that. But yeah, as far as like individual kicker props go, I've never really dabbled. Yeah, I mean, the what was it, the game where um, the Carolina kicker was ruled out like 20 minutes before game time. And I mean, we didn't just go like balls deep. We went like goose balls deep. Like we were like, you know, like I mean, so deep in like everything, like care or whatever. Uh, the other team to kick a field goal first. The other team to kick the longest field goal. Like under on the kicker's points because books they weren't taking it off. So I mean, I was just like, I told people I was like, I'm gonna put two units on this, but I'm really in real life like I'm putting like half of my bank account like on this. So like, you know, I was like, do as much as you guys want to stomach. But how did know, you do? Oh, they won. They won. Yeah, they didn't, everything the Panthers, across the board. Yeah, yeah. The Panthers didn't even attempt a field goal. They got in the field goal range three times. As soon as I knew after the first time, they got they were like the 20, it was like fourth and eight with Cam Newton, and they like didn't kick a field goal. And that it was zero zero. And I was like, oh, we're this game's over. I was like, all we need is the Bills to kick a field goal anytime and we win. So that was lovely. Uh, that was cool. A good chunk of the Discord got in on it too. So yeah, it was, that sounds uh, fun. It was a great communal win. Those are the those are the best. I mean, those, those are, are the like when we've had some of those big wins. The season, whether it's some of the, like the specials that that Dalton's hooks people up with, or uh, those are kind of what makes this you know the most enjoyable. Sh- when- shout out to Dalton, by the way. I uh, enjoyed seeing that th- Twitter thread he put up where he uh, mentioned Connor mentoring him as well. I thought that was very wholesome. A little <laughs> tear came out of Proppy's <laughs> eye when I read that. I did have to leave a little comment, a little love, Connor. I will say I've known him since like as long as I've known anyone in this space, as far as like when I fired up account, Connor was one of the first people that reached out to me that I like developed any sort of relationship with. So I can also attest to uh, Connor just being a very, uh, very generous with his time and just uh, all around great dude. So it was nice to see someone else, uh, you know, have a similar experience. 
much love. I mean, if Dalton ends up in the same range as you, I think that uh, would probably be much more successful than anything else I've done. So, you know. Yeah, I gotta hang out with him in real life. It's he's it's kind of overrated. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. It's not that great. So. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love Connor. No, it's fantastic. So yeah, community pieces are the best. Again, we're getting to the hard hitting stuff here. Um, Edward wants to know, Alex, do you use conditioner? I do. Yeah, of course. I use shampoo and conditioner. I actually, do you condition every time, or is this? I do. I, I I only shampoo like once a week, but I shampoo and conditioner. I should show you this. <laughs> <laughs> I use uh, my wife told me to use this but it's like shampoo and conditioner for horses actually oh no <laughs> like horse so, manes right yeah it's like for horse manes and I'm like humans use this she's like yeah oh, I'm like are you sure but yeah, like if you look at the bottle it's like for horses but it's got a cowboy on it incredible <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring it on uh, to the next episode. I'll bring it on so to uh, to drop to our after dark show. Please, um, please, please. Are you using horse medicine to treat COVID? Yeah. <laughs> you get a discount on Amazon. People that bought this also bought this. <laughs> <laughs> just just knock it all out at once. Oh lord! Oh goodness gracious! Uh, back to the props. Still wants to know anybody like Brady's rushing yard prop over one and a half. This is uh, a sal special earlier this season um one and a half yards at uh, minus 105 on DraftKings. anyone have a thought on tom brady uh getting a scramble that doesn't involve him taking any at the end of the game what do you think i was just gonna say i just get so freaked out when they're this low of sure. like lo- losing it in the final uh moments of the game that i just even if i do feel like i have like a small edge on it it's just so hard to stomach i just would not feel good about losing a prop on qb neal uh, um, our guy internal Jeff Hicks here at four for four wrote this up in his uh, prize picks article. Apparently Brady has hit this over 10 out of 17 times. So in the playoffs um, or this season, this season, oh, oh, this season. Okay. The one and a half yards. Yep. That's uh, I mean, I guess that, that's pretty good. I think, but I don't know. I'm just like, I would be very interested in this prop. Like uh, when they're playing a good team or like someone that's going to be really competitive because I think that along the lines of what you said, like Brady just has a competitive fire that like he's going to run if he has nothing else versus like, you know, I don't know, be more inclined to maybe look for a passing option if they're up like 10, you know what I mean? Or just like just kind of go down. So, yeah, I don't know the 10 to 17. This thing is like necessarily a bettable edge per se. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There are other ways to do it. Like I, I much rather take like Dak is seven and a half. Like that's low to me. And I'm, you know, interested in that. There are some, uh, instances where Zach is in, or Dak in a points bet opportunity, you know, he has a couple of 30 plus ones on the season. Like that's of interest to me. That fits the narrative around rushing quarterbacks in the playoffs more so than, than Brady would at one and a half. So um, definitely worth looking into. We do have some other Brady stuff though here. Uh, Alfred back wants to know if we like uh, Brady under 38 and a half passing attempts. And also if we have any interest in Bengals minus five. Um, yeah. Alex, what do you think? I, I actually spend like next to zero time on uh, sides and totals. However, I really like um, Las Vegas this week against the Bengals uh, at plus five or plus five and a half. I think they opened at plus six and a half. Uh, to me, the Bengals season is already a success. If they lose this game, they won the division. They had a winning record for the first time in I don't know how many years. 
Um, you know, you have Joe Burrow. There's very little playoff experience on this roster. I don't think very many people have appeared in a playoff game. Uh, coupled with the fact that, you know, Burrow took the week off last week as well, which I don't think is conducive necessarily when you have someone who's inexperienced. You, typically, I like to see them like get into like a rhythm, whereas the Raiders have been playing playoff games for the past two weeks against Indianapolis, against Los Angeles as well, uh, playing with house money, backs against the wall, getting healthy at the right time. I just think we're going to see Cincinnati potentially come out flat where the Raiders are just kind of like chomping at the bit. No one's buying into them. No one's believing in them, or at least as far as the odds makers are concerned. I just think this is a fantastic spot to back Las Vegas, in my opinion. I think they're going to win outright. So, all right, let's go. Um, I think that we should battle, bet a bottle of horse mane on this because I like the Bengals here a lot or whatever you want. I mean, maybe not horse mane or whatever it is. But we'll, we'll bet whatever whatever you want. We can bet a trip to the garden or we can bet actual money. I'm totally fine with whatever you want. I mean, Ryan's deep in the hold of me on show bets right now, so, you know, I don't want to – Take any more of his. Let's do a bet where the viewers can be involved. Maybe we can put a poll up on potential, you know, like what we're betting on. Make it really interactive and interesting. But let's 100% do it. You want to do five points? Yeah, what I mean, whatever you want. Yeah, I think I think five points. I mean, yeah, let's do. I mean, that's the current. Is that the current current consensus? Okay. So, yeah. All right, we'll do do five points. Yep. And uh, let's do it like partially monetary. We got to put at least like a hundred bucks on it. Done. And so you guys got to some... agree to a number because we look at uh, DraftKings in points better five. Caesars is five and a half. FanDuel is four and a half. Oh, well, I guess we got to take the middle, which is five. Then that's the fairest thing. Considering right. there's four and a half, five and five and a half, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's do okay, five. So five. We'll do five. Let's make it a hundred bucks. And then let's figure out something else that's fun that we can do for the next show so like yeah we either dress up a certain way or have to uh, do like something that. where the next show appearance the loser has to do Done. something um okay. all right well, we'll figure that out we'll figure that out um so my spiel on the Bengals here i feel like i have to you know give it since you gave a good take here on the raiders i get it the raiders are very very gritty i totally understand that the <laughs> last time you know in this game the Bengals beat them 32 to 13. They relied heavily on the run, uh, 30 rush attempts from Joe Mixon. Um, but then you also look at this Raiders team currently right now, 25th in defensive EPA, 26th in per dropback, but seven against the run. So I think that the Bengals here, uh, you know, could be in a great spot to pass against them. They could be in a great spot. Or D's is about to run against them, and they already proved that they can do so. The Raiders are not a team that really adjusts their scheme. They play cover three. They drop back. They kind of just do what they do well, which sometimes, obviously, in the last few games worked out for them. Um, but my thing is that when they played any reasonably good offense, you know, they've largely been gashed. Uh, I mean, they were able to beat the Chargers, but they had to score 35 points, um, you know, but they allowed 48 and 41 to the Chiefs, 33 to the Cowboys, 28 to, and 32 points to the Chargers. Every other team that they played, like offenses they played was, I mean, next to near awful. I mean, they even allowed 28 points to my Dolphins. Uh, and so, like, these are – I think the Bengals are, you know, in a, in a much better spot than they're in. As I mentioned, they scored 32 points against them last time around. I think that they can score 30-plus here. It really is going to depend on if the Raiders scoring basically like 27 to 30 points here to keep up. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I like the Bengals here. I think they win by a touchdown or more, to be honest, and I get it. I understand that the Raiders are a gritty team. I just think that the Bengals are better, and 
Um, I think the Raiders are frauds. So let's. I let's think go. it's really hard to beat a team twice as well. That's, that's true. That is true. But they didn't just beat them last time. I think they it's really hard to smoke a team. And I actually like that they smoke them. Like for my <laughs> side, I think it's really hard to wallop a team and then beat them again because they remember that. There's going to be a lot of motivation here. So yeah, I think this is a great spot. I think you laid out a very compelling argument. Absolutely, Connor. So. Really looking forward to this. I have some action. A little, little shake. I actually don't know if this is the same Alfred L. If it is, say something in chat. But there is another Alfred L. out there. I'm not kidding mm-hmm. either. Who I have action on in this game as well. Who I think we got it at five and a half. But I'm I'm back in the Raiders. If the Raiders lose, Proppy's Venmo is going to be <laughs> hurting because I have given out a lot of action on this game. Oh, man. Well, uh, tough to beat a team twice, so good thing that uh, Nick Mullins and the Browns aren't in the playoffs because uh, <laughs> it would be really tough for the Raiders. Uh, they barely eked one by uh, a couple weeks ago against uh, against Mullins on Thursday night. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be an interesting interesting playoffs i'm excited for give it. us your take ryan you're the one who does all the the spreads and sides and i you know I, I like the Bengals. i think that uh even though it's a it's a little bit of a short week that was a tough game you know 80 almost 90 snaps for the chargers i mean in that chargers game and i get your point but it's not like the Bengals weren't playing meaningful football games all the way to the end they just they had the division locked up the last week and they didn't have to play their guys but all the way up until that point they still had to win so um. Yeah, it's uh. The Bengals have won game. the Super Bowl already. Their season's a huge success already. Here's what I'll say: so the the Raiders rush four, uh, only four more than any team in the league, which is really really rare. But they're the seventh against the Blitz, right? And yeah, and they're seventh against a uh, seventh in uh in pass rush win rate, and the Bengals are thirtieth in pass block win rate. So that's that's probably why I think Mixon is such a focal point of the offense is because they're trying to eliminate that from being a problem. Because if they are forced to drop back a ton and Max Crosby, uh, you know, Ngakwe, those guys can kind of pin their ears back and go after Burrow, they're in trouble. So I think you probably see a lot of mixing again, and I think that's probably the Bengals' best way to do so. So if the Raiders' run game is stout, then uh, it's going to be a pretty close game. And maybe the Bengals win and probably covers. But I think it's going to be some good football, and uh, we can work out the details uh, in the meantime. I think Sal Connor, Sal wants to get a, a Dolphins tattoo if you lose. Uh, I will boy. do a tattoo bet. Absolutely. Oh my god! Right, I'm I will absolutely do a tattoo bet on this. I would, I would do one, uh, but not on, not on the Raiders or Bengals. Uh, so I think that's, you know, I, I mean, I'd have to be a little bit more confident than that. Um, my, money is one thing, you know. My, my tattoos are another. His body. I love, I love Max Crosby for the record. That guy uh, has it. a relentless motor. Interesting. Gritty motor. I love it. Um, Patrick's got a couple of questions for us. Uh, Josh Allen over 33 and a half passing attempts. Uh, our projections have him at 35.2. So uh, leaning a little bit over, not necessarily, I think I would say a bettable edge, but do either of you have a lean on Allen pass attempts here? I'm just mesmerized at how like studious Patrick looks in that picture. That's like his prom <laughs> photo or something like very, yeah. very, very handsome, like very LinkedIn sharp. composite day or whatever. Like, yeah. Patrick looks like a young man, but like, you know, very, uh, he's got a bright future. He does. If I had a daughter, that's who I'd hope that she'd be coming <laughs> over with. It's Patrick. So 
little, little proppy propellers out there in the world. Oh, well, Patrick hit us with two. First was Josh Allen, and then look at this handsome young man again. Jalen Hurts over 16 and a half completions. So uh, astute questions from a very, uh, very handsome young man. Uh, the Hurts number, uh, we also have a slight lean over, Patrick. We have 18.8. So Is that we are, Hertz's number 16 and a half completions? Uh, yeah. Wow, that's so low. Yeah, like I said, 18.8 is our number. So, yeah, that's that's pretty low. Again, weather is a concern in that one with uh, 20 mile an hour winds and, you know, rain throughout. So, uh, again, they could be forced to throw, but we know that they love to run the football. Uh, do either of you have a lean on Hertz or Allen? Our projections lean slightly over on both. I think they're both fairly efficient. I, I hadn't seen that Hertz number, though. However, at 16 and a half, I do think there could be some value there on the over potentially. I do think that's a very low number. And uh, Tampa Bay might force Philly to abandon, you know, what they obviously their first and second priority is running the football. I do. I can see a scenario, obviously, where uh, Philly does have to air the ball out a bit more than normal against Tampa. So, yeah, I think that 16 and a half seems like it could have some value. And even in a scenario where Philly is able to impose their will and do what they want to do, that number seems still obtainable. So I think that 16 and a half looks pretty good. Some interesting suggestions here for the payoff. Uh, Baby Caps wants Connor to work out with him if he loses the bets. Uh, so, uh, Connor, do you want to travel up to Michigan to work out with Dan? And uh, Do you like presses? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't say that I'm a big leg day guy, to be entirely honest. So, uh, you know. Also, That's Connor can't work out. He's leg presses. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, this is a good, a good wholesome – from our boy shop props uh, loser makes a donation to the winner's favorite charity, though. This is a lot more fun. Our uh, next show streamed from the cheapest hotel slash motel uh, near them. That could actually get scary here. Like, I mean, like there are some, I'm also willing to bet that Portland has some pretty Dude. dicey yeah. situations. Dude, the hotels here. Yeah. Oh, there are some dicey parts of Portland. Don't yeah, be oh, fooled man. by the like, Granola and Mount Hood. <laughs> there are some sketchy uh, parts of some be... of these hotels. Drugs are legal here, so there <laughs> are just some like apps. Uh, you will see some just like insane stuff, like walking downtown or in certain like sketchy areas. Like, whew. yeah, you want some good downtown brown? <clears throat> I think Portland's probably your place. Yes, it is. <laughs> so. Uh, this looks like it is Al, uh, Alfred, the right Alfred you were talking about. It looks like he uh, said you guys got uh, four and a half, but he's willing to give you the five now. So that's how we confident. Five. It is not four and a half, Alfred. <laughs> I have receipts too, buddy. Four and a half. Look at him trying to get half a point versus me. Good news, Alfred. Four and a half at five. Completely meaningless from like a, you know, total standpoint. Like, there's never five is never uh, five doesn't matter typically. So you're all right still. So, uh, all right. Bruce Sal had a recap that I skipped while before we get to his uh, prop tool play of the week. You can run down the ones that we shared first, Connor, with his uh, Juwan Jennings. Um, it was under 29 and a half receiving yards. We also had a Dawson Knox under 33 and a half receiving yards as well. And Zay Jones under four and a half receptions. I have Dak Prescott over 36 and a half pass attempts. I like Dusty Zach Ertz over five and a half catches. 
and then Kyler Murray over 35 and a half rushing yards. Also had a joint play, uh, our favorite plays. Uh, Connor and I had Patrick Mahomes over 18 and a half rushing yards as well. And then Prop Stars wraps us up with a few too. We had Brashad Perryman over 33 and a half receiving yards. Uncle Lenny under five and a half receptions. And then uh, what else did we have? We had Zeke under 69 and a half combined rushing and receiving for Prop Stars. So that is the uh, the ones that we gave out here. Now it is time for producer Sal's prop tool bets of the week. Again, the prop tool is available with a betting subscription here at 444. Again, go in the notes, 444.com slash plans. Wait till Monday just to be safe. Get a sub. Take you through the end of next football season. Uh, producer Sal, what do you got? Right, T Higgins. We have a T Higgins over 65 and a half yards. This is available at minus 110 on FanDuel. Our projections have T Higgins at 81.3 yards. Uh, Alex, I'll toss it to you first because I know that you had a take as far as um, you know, Jamar Chase that probably correlates well. They are uh, fairly comparable as far as average at the target routes run and all that stuff. What are your thoughts here on T? Yeah, I actually much prefer T. Higgins uh, this week. I'm a big T. Higgins guy as well. I do think that he offers a little bit higher of a four than Jamar as well. I do think he kind of functions as uh, Burrow's sort of safety blanket. So, yeah, I like T. Higgins quite a bit. I do think this is uh, a decent matchup for him as well. So, yeah, I like this. Uh, Connor, any thoughts here on uh, on the Bengals passing game and T. Higgins? Um. Yeah, I think that when T. Higgins gets deep for in his third consecutive 80-yard bomb over the Raiders secondary, um, <laughs> you know he'll he'll probably hit the over. So, Rich, yeah, no, really deep analysis there, but uh, that's good. No bias, no, none, none, none. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love about you and your stuff. It's good. Uh, important to know the prop tool picks of the week from Sal have gone 12 and seven on the year, so just just tailing Sal. Uh, that's fantastic. And when he, and when he hits, he hits it like halftime because he'll text us and let us know uh, that his, his prop hit. Uh, again, it's typically, you know, Kyle Juszczyk over seven and a half receiving yards. Um, you know, that hits pretty early often. But, uh, yeah, we've even had to move Sal off of some of his picks because we talked about him on the show. So his record would probably be even better if we didn't hamstring a few times into, you know, secondary picks. So, again, uh, this is part of our subscription. We have this similar tool or a very same tool for our NBA props as well. We also have a prop explorer where you can pump in T Higgins, find out how often he's gone over this number when he hasn't uh, give you our lean over under and different ways to approach it is part of our suite of tools that we are ever expanding here at four for four. Again, definitely recommend checking that out. So uh, good stuff as always, Sal, this uh, should be an interesting way to, uh, to close out this, this Raiders Bengals bet. So, uh, good stuff as always. Appreciate you guys. Again, uh, we will be back for the same thing. Right? This is super wild card weekend. Then we got the guess the normal wild card weekend next week where we have six more games. So uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out. Appreciate you firing questions. And again, uh, for Connor and Alex, I'm Ryan. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks, everyone.